We all live in cycles. Moon cycles, sun cycles, menstrual cycles, seasons, birth, youth, maturity, old age and ultimately death again. Destruction and construction. We are in conversation today about cycles and the wisdom nature holds for us with no one better than Earl Herrick who lives nature every single day in his work at Earl's Organic, the premier organic produce wholesale business out of San Francisco that has been a partner of this show for many, many years. Wisdom of the seasons, a life built on organic soil. That's our topic here today on An Organic Conversation, your show on everything that makes life worth living. I'm Helge Helberg. After seven years of drought, California had a wet winter in early 2017, which led to exceptional growth of vegetation. That vegetation was the fuel leading up to the worst fires in California's recorded history last fall. It is these events that Earl Herrick has experienced for 30 years in a life dedicated to organic agriculture. We're celebrating and we are in a conversation with him today about the wisdom of the seasons, a life built on organic soil. All that and more coming up in just a minute here today on An Organic Conversation. I'm your host, Helge Helberg, and this show is made possible by Fry Vineyards, America's first organic winery, family owned and operated. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Award-winning wines at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot com. And by Utterly, offering beautiful and fun clothing for boys and girls that is made entirely from the unused fabric of prominent apparel manufacturers. Each garment reduces our eco-footprint by preventing this fabric from reaching the waste stream. Utterly, making sustainability fashionable and fashion sustainable. For more information, utterly.co. That's U-T-T-E-R-L-Y dot C-O. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. Our topic in this hour is the wisdom of the seasons, a life built on organic soil. And with me here in the studio is Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. That's earlsorganic.com. Thank you for coming in, Earl. Good to be here. Yes, wonderful to have you. Thanks for making the time. I know this is, as always, a busy season, but I do want to be the first to congratulate you on 30 years. This is your 30th year of Earl's Organic Produce. What, yeah. what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't, don't look, right? It's, uh, it is, I don't even know what to tell you. It's like a relationship being married. The time flies when you're in love. Um, I've been incredibly graced. I mean, you know, another cliche, you get what you give, all those kinds of things. And they're, and they're so 
uh, played out for me here. I, I want to mention uh, coming up here, it is so great to drive up here this time of year in the spring where the mustard is is just all the over yellow. the place. <laughs> just in between the roads, uh, rows of the, of the, the vineyards. Vineyard, yeah. And the green is... It shocked me too this morning. We're producing out of Sonoma. It's an, an hour north of San Francisco for people who are not listening within the Bay Area and um, don't know where Sonoma might be. We are at this point listened to 100, in 135 countries. So mm, in our north of San Francisco, uh, and yes, picture um, rolling hills with vineyards and yellow, tiny, flowery, yeah. right, leafy yep. um, mustard greens, just so powerful yellow. Yeah. Popping in in between, oh yeah, and it's Beautiful. and it's in the in the middle of the rows, <laughs> and you have and you also have of course the the green the the yeah, the, the, the contrast and just... and then the brown uh, vineyard uh, <laughs> the the rootstock is absolutely spectacular, and we do get to see that every year, and still, if you pay attention to it, there is a daily kind of level of of being mesmerized if you really pay attention right mm. california is such a temperate climate and sometimes i miss the east coast or europe i'm from germany where you really have winter and then the days get longer and it's so profound and the sun gets warmer and so when you mm -hmm. don't have the seasons it's it's all a little bit more subdued or mellow but we do have the seasons you just need to get more fine-tuned into that yeah i don't know if i don't know if nuanced is is quite the deal it isn't as uh -huh. as abrupt as back east and i grew up in ohio but uh, but out here definitely this is a perfect example the mustard coming up uh, one day i think there's a, a mustard festival that happens <laughs> it must up be here. it's right uh, now uh, yeah and, and and you can definitely uh you can tell the days are getting longer uh, but yeah. we also get tricked uh, by the products because we, we've been having a great spring. Oh, great in some sense, but now I think we may be drought-driven again. But um, we, So we have this incredible opportunity and advantage for the last couple of weeks, months even, where the berries have been coming in. And so you get fooled into feeling and thinking that these berries are going to be incredibly wonderful. Well, they're they're really just kind of average because the days are still short. It's not, and the nights are cold, so you only have about two or three hours, not these eight hours of warm weather. So the sugars don't get developed, but you, but the expectation, you're just going, yes, finally. Oh, okay, they're not quite what I wanted. Well, you brought some blueberries actually in. Speaking of which, from what's the grower? Well, this is CWP. Uh, that's just the label they're under. It's it's a. It's actually a, a, like a fourth-generation wine family uh -huh. that have, uh, about two years ago, I went down and visited them in the uh, Santa Maria area, and they, they're growing them under hoops, meaning it's not, a, it's not a hothouse, but it's kind of a portable thing. To be a little protected. A little protected, keep a little bit of heat in, which allows them to start getting blueberries in this, what would, would normally be called off-season, but not anymore. And they're, they're really they're, good. Yeah, they're outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how is that going through 30 years if you look back? Of, I mean, there is a certain theme, of course. Uh, you know, tomatoes do come in between <laughs> June, July into the September, October, uh, maybe not in January. But so there are these what you call the shoulders of the season, and there's new developments and new crops and growers who somehow figure it out and then get lucky and then maybe not get lucky <laughs> a year later to just hit it right. Um, you... 30 years, you must have seen it all at this point. Oh, yeah. Life unfolding stories inside of stories, inside of relationships and geography and movies and comings and, mm -hmm. you know, people retiring, people that are still doing business but don't do business with me, people. Uh, I had a phone call, I think it was earlier in the week, that uh, someone that we started doing blueberries with last year out of Tulare, which is in the valley, just north of uh, Fresno. She calls me and says, Earl, um, you know, we're looking forward to the season again because her blueberries will start in May. And I want to let you know that I'm a little worried because our crop last year, it's going to be much bigger because we took out a variety we didn't like and it's going to be much more productive. And I'm just wondering if you can uh, support Handle us. It. Uh -huh. And so I did real quick in the computer and uh, and uh, looking at what we were doing with her, I said, well, there's no doubt I can. We, we're going to be doing the right thing. And just in that moment, I could. She, where there was a relief in her <laughs> nice. voice. Uh, for me, it was like, "Wow, of course, I want to sell everything you have." And th so that is the nature of our relationship. And what a, you know, what a lucky guy I am to be able, one, to be thirty years in that we can absorb this, 
Um, we've been lucky and successful. And so when people come to you with their, their passion and their livelihood, and you can say, absolutely, we got your back and let's go forward. That's, that's yeah, but it goes, stuff. I mean, there's a new term in, in sales that is, that they call soul based selling. And mm-hmm. I would say, you go far beyond that. What we do, we love what we do. And in a way, we get to play this lifetime in building additional family, right? Yeah. This is family. Yeah. I mean, you're the clients you've been working with for years and years and years, decades, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you are part of the family through yeah. a business relationship. But um, yeah. Well, and luckily enough, it even spreads with the employees, the uh, the people that, that shop on the market. Uh, we're, you know, we're lucky enough to be on that market. So yeah, it, it, it's something that 30 years ago, I would not even have allowed myself to venture into. But that is how I started going down and visiting a grower. I got his product from another company and visited him and saw what he was doing and totally resonated with me. Uh, the purpose was really I had this great romantic idea of living on a farm. After about one weekend, I saw, hey, that's a lot of work. <laughs> and and my, my, my venture was different. <laughs> uh, so the stories continue in like the family in Tulare with the blueberries, where I'm, we're going to visit them next month. It, it just keeps on going. As uh, Luckily, I have an avenue. I have a vehicle. And um, yes, it, it, and it's food, of course, and everybody needs food. And we're blessed to be in this area of San Francisco where it's a pre- what we do is really appreciated. And so we need to earn that all the time. And uh, lucky enough, there's a lot of great people out here that continue to be part of this and continue to contribute. Yeah. Well, wisdom of the seasons, a life built on organic soil. That's our topic here on an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg, and I'm speaking with Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce, the wholesale distributor of only organic fruits and vegetables for all of Northern California and beyond out of San Francisco, which has been a partner of this show for many years. And speaking of many years, you've been in the trenches for 30 years now. That's incredible. And we have seen change. We have seen mm. people moving on. We have seen people passing, right? Yep. We, have, mm-hmm. we have legends in the organic movement. The willies come to mind. Mm-hmm. Retire longstanding organic farmers and absolute leaders of this organic movement. Warren Weber, Starrod Farms, comes to mind, the oldest certi- continuously certified organic farm in California, now sold to um, the University of San Francisco to continue the legacy of the farm and do organic research and other programs there. So there is a there is a change that you have witnessed and in a way supported all throughout. I, I got yeah. a little episode that happened last yeah, week that I, I figured I, you would <laughs> that, that might cap be a, a capsule here. So years ago, when I first started, um, Kathy Barsati from uh, Cape Bay Fruits and Vegetables from the beautiful Cape Bay Canyon, just outside of Sacramento, a real still at this time 30 years later are still an incredibly vibrant valley full belly is there um several farms so about 91 as i was selling her product which was satsuma's tomatoes and and uh, winter squash and 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 summer squash she uh one phone call she said earl uh, i want to focus more on my farming would you sell everything i produce and that was the first farmer that ever did that and blew me away. I mean, wow, honored that the Barsati family would, would do this. That relationship we had for years, uh, she passed. Her sons, she, she, has, she had four sons. Three of them have continued in the business and have grown and, and done spectacular work. And then one of them came and visited us last week and said, Earl, we'd like you to, uh, you know, readdress uh, coming, uh, having you sell our product. Not as an exclusive like it was back in the day, but in this hour meeting that we had, reestablished that relationship. And um, the her sons are doing great work. But to see that full circle mm-hmm. come about from a real pioneer passing on her son's uh taking on the mantle, being successful, and then coming back and being able to serve uh, that enterprise 
pretty great stuff. Amazing. And you had another transition of big caliber. Um, Christy Biddle, we had mm. her on the show a dozen times. Yeah. A young lady who walked into mm. Earth's Organic some, what, 11, 12 years ago or something like that. Yep. It was uh, about 11 and a half years. She left a week before her 11th year anniversary. Uh, yeah, it was a great. Uh, someone we were doing business with uh, called me one day and said, Earl, don't want to bother you, but there's a young lady here that's very interested in pursuing an alternative career. Not, not necessarily in fruits and vegetables. Would you love just to spend some time? We sat down for lunch and was I was not interviewing her. It was just speaking. Yeah, speaking and she had questions <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And by the time I left there, I realized that she was someone that would be an incredible contribution. I hired her as a receptionist and she over the 11 years she went up through the ranks, became a I was top I, top buyer. Oh yeah, she was one of my key buyers and I was able to mentor her and and more than or as much as anything was her her attitude, her diligence, her complete embracing of what she was doing. And to see that demonstrated every day and then also be part of that culture where that's that is what a buyer does at Earl's Organic. And that is really very key to our success. So I so for the last two or three years I'm just biding my time going at any day now she just could move on she's a surfer girl he said I was imagining that, uh, Earl I met a guy I'm moving down to San Diego sure <laughs> me too <laughs> so I, I wasn't really shocked when when she told me and and uh, my one question was where are you going and she said uh, to Patagonia Provisions and I went well if she's going to go anywhere that's a great company yeah yes and so the legend you know, the legacy continues in a way. Mm. And you, what do you think that is, that you attract those people or that you look for that as an employer or as a human being, as a leader in this movement? Mm. Um, your your attention to detail, your attention to the flavor kind of forces mm -hmm. one to open up to it. Otherwise, you just don't get it. And that's okay. But if you do, you see that the the difference between The satsuma from a week ago to what it tastes like in two weeks is a metaphor for paying attention to the intricacies of the mustard in the vineyard and knowing today that you know our internal mustard festival just started at least like it's just mm -hmm. how much are you paying attention to life mm -hmm. and what are you focusing on are you seeing the beauty because if you open the news um, there you know there's a lot of reasons to to be in despair and yet we know that there's what's just out of balance is that the news doesn't report on the beauty of life. That's and That's really in true. a way, agriculture does that. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, uh, so Robert Lichtenberg, who's worked with me over 21 years and known him almost 30, he was worked with Warren Weber for a number of years. So not only a, um, one of my top guys, but an old friend, and he's a director of purchasing. And um, he shared with me one time, which I may have shared on this broadcast, before that his, one day he was talking to his wife, Sylvia, and um, we all, were always hiring to some degree. And she said, you know, Earl, what Earl does when he hires, when he looks for people in interviews, I mean, he's looking for himself. So when Robert told me that one day at work, we laughed about it and I, yeah, right. And as I thought about it over a period of a couple of weeks, I realized that what, I'm look, what I look for is the element that I appreciate, and that is that passion. And is this an opportunity that you found, that that person sitting across the table from me, is this actually the time? Is this actually the place? Are you are you ready to, to, to jump in? Because this is a place who's looking for somebody to do that. And, and every now and then you catch that lightning in the bottle. And we've been fortunate enough now to have a bit of a culture um, ha be well known to degree, have 30 years under our belt and we're able to attract because I'm, I'm looking for that. And I still interview everybody that we hire. And for example, the gentleman that is replacing Christy, I don't know about replacing, but taking that job, he's, uh -huh. he's, in, he's full Trying passion. to fill her shoes. Exactly. <laughs> he is incredibly passionate. To surf booties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's I think that's probably what I look for, the, a passion for, of course, the work, but even a passion for being alive and a certain presence, no doubt. Are you present right now? How has nature taught you that? Because uh, I, I must say you came into the studio today with four crates of blueberries, 
and it's so normal, of course, right? Between us and in your world, you bring satsumas, you bring blueberries, whatever is perfect that week. That's how you walk in. It is looking at these really. It's it is so unnormal. It's so unusual to bring produce, and that is the gift. That is the <laughs> present. Like yeah. check out these blueberries; they are perfect this week, right? It's the best yeah. you can get for this week if you want blueberries. Well, that's, that's what, that's wow. what produce. I mean, how close nature <laughs> literally comes back up. It's being pulled up from the really unknown, unseen in, in average, you know, America society. There are weeks and weeks and weeks, months and months of the news or, or media in itself where produce never enters, maybe because yeah. of a food scandal. But we don't talk about the beauty of seasons anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about... Uh, you know, losing a crop for a year because the rain hit the almond trees in the wrong week and the blossoms were all destroyed. Like we don't, we are no longer a society really connected to food. And you're one of the few frontiers yeah. that that does that. That reminds us ongoingly. Yeah, that is that's what I get to offer people that want to come and work. But how has nature taught you that? Well, a bit of it is paying attention. Uh, I never worked on a farm, but I was always, you know, my I had the obligation at home being the guy, the 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 one uh, uh, male among sisters. So I, I I had the yard, I was out there, I played ball. That was a big yard for me. Um, I think the it, it's a consoling thing. It's kind of like sitting in in a, in a, a huge lap of, of being alive. And to be able to relax, a laboratory or lap as in a lap mother's as in a mother's lap. lap. Yes, yes. To be able to sit there and be present and relax into it, it, it feeds it feeds a soul. There's no doubt about it. And it also, uh, I mean, to me now, I I, I drive into work with uh, from Rin in the city, and I always have a window open, my my uh, moonroof open. If it's if it's above 50 degrees, I have it open. That's my that's my mantra, and invariably I'm going through uh, Golden Gate Park, and there's there's birds chirping, and I make a, a kind of an unconscious uh, goal to be able to hear the first one of the day. I mean, I'm coming at three or four o'clock, and invariably, uh, you know, no I'm, traffic around you really. No traffic. No <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a beautiful time. Uh, so it's being the presence of mind, or not even the presence of mind. It's just being here now, right? It's an old adage. I bring gifts of the food because I'm a produce geek. But I have I have a an old friend that we would walk in the city a lot, and go through downtown. And as you walk through the maze of that concrete and asphalt, uh, this this friend, this gal would stop me and point my head into an angle. There would be these different connections of the, the, the skyline, the buildings, the angles, the sunlight, the windows, the reflection. And that was, that was her in her moment bringing me into her visual life because she's incredibly visual. So that has really been a gift to me that I, I, I continue to do where I'm, wherever I am. So, you know, we, we have these great opportunities all around us. I, I know that's probably incredible used, way overused, but but that is so key for me because if because it is true now. I mean, I love, I'm a buyer and a seller, so that's it's kind of a natural thing. I look for opportunities, but the same thing, just whether we're walking down the street, whether I built a fire last night for the first time in in the in the year, and I was using some mesquite wood, which is so great, and it was just popping and crackling and just so alive. Wisdom of the Seasons, a life built on organic soil. That's our topic today. And it is a conversation with Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, celebrating 30 years of organic leadership, who's in the studio with me here on Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. We'll take a quick break to honor our underwriters, but we'll be right back with so much more. Stay tuned. This show is brought to you by Equal Exchange a worker-owned cooperative that ensures your food is environmentally sound and socially just. Equal Exchange has been creating big change for small farmers for over 30 years by offering certified organic and fair trade coffee, tea, chocolate, bananas, and avocados. More on Equal Exchange at equalexchange.coop. That's equalexchange.coop. And by Adderley. Offering beautiful and fun clothing for boys and girls that is made entirely from the unused fabric 
of prominent apparel manufacturers. Each garment reduces our eco-footprint by preventing this fabric from reaching the waste stream. Utterly making sustainability fashionable and fashion sustainable. For more information, utterly.co. That's U-T-T-E-R-L-Y dot C-O. And by Fry Vineyards, America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Award-winning wines at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot com. And we're back here to an organic conversation. Wisdom of the seasons, our topic, a life built on organic soil with Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, a longtime partner of this show, earlsorganic.com, the website. Earl, before the break, we were talking about paying attention to really what is offered already. It's already there, right? It's mm. free there, whether it's the first bird sound in the morning. Mm. I'm at a place right now, staying at a place where the the sun hits really early the first rays of the sun hit the canopy in front of my window and it draws this beautiful picture this mural this live mural onto the back wall of my room and as the sun rises kind of it it goes down almost like a curtain that falls and then there's the day <laughs> beautiful and it's free it's right there like there's so much to celebrate and you have been doing this for 30 years and um, you're reaching an age now where you will need to look at the next 30 years and what you gonna, you know, how do you, what is your cycle? What yeah. do you do with that? I, how I, do you, yeah. I am of a certain age. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so I, I spoke of Robert uh, earlier and um, he's a couple years younger than myself. And he, he told me some years ago, I'm going to work as long as you do. Okay. And so we now and then we revisit that <laughs> so. and we're both in agreement that he's going to, He's going to stick around as long as I do. Uh, we, well, <clears throat> well, for me, it's funny because I, I think I'm late to the game here in, in this. Uh, Would you share? Yeah, and that, and that is the, the disposition of, of serving. Um, and I, I'm a worker. I've, I, you know, I've worked you know, paper out forever, all, you know, all these different jobs, which, which many of us have. But but for for me, work is an easy thing. And as I've grown and and I no longer push boxes around, my my job as an owner is entirely different. And I've and I've uh, done some work there to understand what that is. And I'm concluding that it is to serve the the people that are heading the different departments that we have first. But the fact is, everybody that I that I come in contact with, and that and that is part of the extension that I'm really learning is. So I'm 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 work focused. But the fact is, everything I do more and more, I'm I'm starting to understand it is what is my gesture, how do I relate, what is my point of contribution, yeah. yeah, what's my intersection, and it is you know it's not about any, some sort of selfless. <clears throat> Uh, you know, magnanimous sort of gesture is just really being present, being disposed, and paying attention. 
that that is about it. At work, of course, that's real easy to do, but it's not necessarily easy to find out exactly how I serve somebody. But more and more, it is as I as I pay attention to it, and also just uh, keep on giving this opportunity to people that that are uh, gifted to me. Uh, we we just did a big hiring spree for the last couple of uh, weeks, and I've hired about ten people, of which I'm feeling pretty good if half of them stay because. Uh, where what I'm learning is many of the people that we hire, we're training them how to work. I mean, so, there's a portion of people Even that, that is, a, I mean, it's a spectrum, right? You might give somebody oh, yes. discipline. You might give somebody the meaning of life because they finally understand that it's in every cherry that you really taste. Either way, it is an incredibly critical contribution to their life in that moment. Like when we come from that place of almost service, even you, or not even almost, but you are an employer, of course, and it needs to, you do have a bottom line and a fiscal responsibility, but approaching your work or your, your clear ethics are about making a difference also for them in their life, right? And so whatever they, they, they need. Yeah, and it's the question I have to answer many times is how do you get into business? And for me, it was, why would I be eating poison? Why would I do that? And the same thing with working with people. Mm -hmm. Why would I not give? I mean, we have a relationship here. And you're just looking to trust me enough to open up. And here I got a job, and that can be one of the first things we do. But then it go. I mean, the job can be as big yeah. as we want it. Well, many many businesses feel that paying the paycheck is the contribution, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a leadership coach as well as a radio show host. And the new form of leadership it it has always been interpersonal, and we kind of forgot that business is yep. personal. It's a it's a personal activity, right? Sure is. If you treat your employees by giving them a paycheck and think that's it you're missing the human element of relationship and we spend more time at work or in bed than awake otherwise, right? So what a missed opportunity to not take this on as if it mattered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, in fact, it's, we, we, the only way we could do that would be not to be present. You know, if you are awake and you're present, uh, you, you, how can you not see everything that's going around you? How can you not feel, understand uh, there's something going on over there? How can you not see there's there's something to attend? You know, for me, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit intuitive and I'm freed up enough at work where I can really follow that intuition. I, I'm very active and I'm there every day. I walk around the warehouse and, and all the offices and um, I, I don't even look for opportunity anymore. It just comes all over the place. Uh, there's a one particular young man right now that he's been working with us off and on for seven years. And uh, um, I, he's, he's going through some challenges. He's incredible with the, the equipment. To, in our warehouse, we have lots of equipment, uh, forklifts and pallet jacks, and he's incredibly adept at them, adept. Uh, he's so adept that he gets Uh, careless sometimes and so we've had to restrict his usage and so there's this there's this dynamic that's going on and he he came to me the other day he says they're like okay can we sit down we haven't sat down yet and i know he's presenting to me a kind of a presentation of how he wants more responsibility and money and my response was you know i got a book for you i want to be able to give you and he says what is it and i told him and by the next time i made a round through the warehouse, he had gone online, checked the book, and said, hey, I checked out that book. I saw some quotes. I can't wait for you to give it to me. You got it right now, right? I said, no, I ordered it. He goes, well, Earl, come on, where's the book? Uh, nice. You know, this, this, <laughs> you know from, so this is a, a young man who's now 27 or 28, but to see him grow and to see him meet his challenges and to slowly but surely trust more and more uh, where he works, The people with whom he works and the and the job that he does, it's a it's a beautiful blossom. Did that mentorship role grew in you automatically? Is it just a question of age? Like when do we become yeah. more about the other and through that about us? Yeah, that's a good question. So since since I was always a worker, I, I was thrown into management stuff all the time. I mean, there were fairly menial things, a car wash, a fast food restaurant, uh, encyclopedia salesman, but I always, boom, got to management right away. So I think part of me... That's mm -hmm. your makeup. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a people person. I can sometimes get on a roll when I talk. 
And when I'm present enough, you know, I got my, my eyes open. But there is, do you see or is there, now I just mm -hmm. turned 50, you are? I'll be 70 this year. Yes. There <laughs> is a generational change that I feel where I'm certainly getting now there, and you, you must already be there, where the, the meaning of life does include the element of, of mentorship, where we do get to pass on however ever little knowledge, even maybe that we don't know anything, Yeah. Fair enough, but even that, right? That the to the people who seek to remind them that it's not maybe in in books necessarily or beyond the book. You know, look at what's there, look at what's given, look at what you can do. Yeah, I that goes along with serving. I think um, since I'm not going to be running around throwing boxes around, what what I what I can do is share some experience and. Uh, generally, yes. it, there's a point to it since a lot of it is work-related. So it is kind of a natural sort of mentorship. And, of course, I'm, you know, people are disposed to listen to me because I'm the boss. And um, so, yeah, I think it is a natural extension. You're around long enough that even if you don't have anything to say, people think you do. <laughs> And how beautiful, right, that, that um, we manifest in the presence of the other, that service of the other serving the other is actually our luck it's our fortune right it, it enriches our life to serve somebody else oh no the idea of giving uh, we had katrina fry on the show last week talking about lessons from the california fires california after the fire lessons from a uh, biodynamic vineyard and she was saying after 60 years 50 years 60 years in this movement this fire made me accept receiving you know, made me learn how to receive because um, I, I didn't really know. But my mentality as a mom of many and of community and all that is to give. And I love to give. Mm -hmm. And now I'm being taught to receive. Yeah. For me, I'm learning how to give in a way. And and that is the greatest gift to myself too, right? No doubt. So the, the <laughs> life has that. The lessons don't end. And you have opened up that opportunity We just both returned from EcoFarm. It's the mm. largest gathering every year uh, of the entire organic movement, researchers, teachers, farmers, certainly policymakers, um, everyone really coming together in Monterey for a short week to lay the land, kind of uh, you know, stake out the land for this year, for 2018 in this case, on where the movement is headed, new research, Uh, carbon sequestration, um, you know, animal management, all that. And because it is such a fired up community and such a cutting edge think tank in a way, and really much more um, than that, it is about community. You had some people go there for the first time. Um, you have a story mm -hmm. to tell. Yeah, there's every year <laughs> we, we bring uh, about 20 of us go down. And um, there's, there's always a group of buyers and sellers because they're meeting clients and growers and vendors. And then we make a purpose about, you know, whatever we can afford to do, not, not monetarily, but we're still working. So you, you take too much of the staff away and things don't run very well. Yes. So we generally get about five new people. Make sure we interview people before the conference. And one is to give them a presentation of what to expect and what might be available to them. And also... Uh, see if there's interest. If there is, we you know we we interviewed them about that. There was one particular young man. You're selecting basically why they should be going down or if they yeah yeah. And then sometimes I this one particular <laughs> young man uh, I had hired about six months ago. I uh, 19 years old, maybe the second real job he ever had. Not particularly connected with agriculture or food or anything. He just needed work, and I was struck by him. He was alert and present and. And I connected with him, so I, I made a purpose of inviting him. And he was very blasé about it. He didn't feel that, why would I go? I'm, uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. So I had our marketing manager uh, give a presentation to a group of people, of which I made sure he was one, and he ended up coming down. And he was blown away. Uh, and he felt, he felt what what is real about that place with it's almost unanimous the experience that mm -hmm. is shared and that is of course community uh you get to bond with the people with whom you work you get introduced to any 
number of facets of the industry. You meet like people, and you get introduced, this particular young man, to things that you weren't ever really sure were even out there. And he was open enough to feel that, to get inspired. And, uh, he, you know, it, it's, it pretty much changed his life. Yeah. And uh, we hung out a bit. Uh, we we throw some nice dinners down there. He was that's always a good time. And we were, and of course there's always you know some tequila going on after that. And these are great times to 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 get to know people in different ways, and for also for them to get to know you. So, but it's really the passion, care, and commitment that two thousand people who have dedicated their yeah. lives in one form or another create as a as a new tribe as a new family as an environment right for you mm -hmm. to plop in and find community or just see that passion and true love and care whatever this young man might do in his life from now on um, i know how life changing ecoform was to me when i first attended 18 years ago and i was already in my early 30s but yeah for a 19 year old to be exposed to such a community powerful yeah. Well, well, Incredibly powerful. Well, we'll dig it. He goes down. He's uncertain. He's in a, a strange environment, even though it's very pretty. He doesn't know anyone. Doesn't know. Doesn't know what these seminars are about. He, but he starts meeting people, and he and and he has a couple meals with people, and he goes to a couple seminars. There's time in between the seminars. You're meeting with other people that you with whom you work, and you get introduced to other people, and all of a sudden, if you're present. That's gotta touch you. The love is yeah, so palatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the people that are that he's meeting, they're they're bright. They're like him. They're bright. They're present. They're engaged, you know, or they're looking to be engaged. And that's that's really uh, one of the key things. Are you ready for the next thing, even if it's just lunch? Yes. But are you ready for it? Then, with within the context of love, care, and serving, and commitment, and yep, beautiful, yeah. In that, what's your plan for 2018? I do want to um, talk about produce in a minute, but mm -hmm. you always have gone way beyond produce, and that is Earl Herrick, the founder mm -hmm. and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. That's earlsorganic.com. If you want to check out the website, the premier wholesale distributor of solely organic fruits and vegetables um, throughout Northern California, in this episode of An Organic Conversation, Wisdom of the Seasons, A Life Built on Organic Soil, Earl's Organic celebrating, th or Earl Herrick celebrating 30 years uh, being a leader in this movement. Mm -hmm. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you say that. Yeah. How old have we become? But that's all right. That's great. <laughs> How wise have we become? We hope. Um, yeah, you <laughs> have always gone beyond produce with sustainability initiatives, zero waste, all that energy packaging. You've you've really driven the agenda. What are some of the initiatives that, you, that are important to you personally that you're mm -hmm. following? Communication that has become so important as we've grown and we're 24 7 uh, some people i hardly ever see because they're working in the middle of night or they're driving trucks uh, and, and you don't just mean slack or email or like whatever like some software program no it's the yeah no it, it's 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 well i mean that those all get impacted so what we've done is we've done some trainings but our latest gesture was going to eco farm we invited one of our clients and Uh, the client brought down uh, their uh, merchandiser and, and four uh, uh, produce managers. This is Oliver's Markets up in Sonoma. And we uh, we set, a, set aside Saturday, no, it was Friday morning for a three-hour training. And it was a communication training. And we've done it within our company and uh, to branch out to a, a very valued client and for them to be receptive and to bring uh, his leadership group was an incredible opportunity that really I could only had hoped for. And it was, it was really powerful. How do you, what do you mean by it? And how do you address yeah. that? Like what would they be learning? Well, it, it's, as, it's a lot of it is as simple as acknowledging that we all communicate uh -huh, yeah. and <laughs> let's raise it to a level of, of a certain amount of consciousness. We might not understand or hear each other, but we do all communicate. That's right. What is it? Uh, what is it? Some like 85% of communication is nonverbal. So it starts with listening. If, if you want to communicate, you, you, you got to start listening. And then just, <laughs> we did some one-on-ones where you, everybody coupled up and you had five minutes, each one of you, where the one that was not speaking had to, 
had to be actively listening. And then the other person that was talking, it was a random subject like, how's work? And to talk for five minutes to a stranger that you're standing right across from and to pay attention with eye contact and with purpose is an interesting challenge. And then turn around and be the listener and to be active. And the, the purpose of that one was that you don't acknowledge not that you're going to listen like this every day in your life, but you, your job in that moment was to stand there, give no sort of, enga- you're engaged to the point where you're not trying to egg somebody on, you're not waiting to reply, you're just receiving. So we did, you know, a couple of things like that. We, of course, entertained all sorts of different questions and shared observations and ran through a couple of other things and, and had some concepts and processes that were explored and was those kinds of trainings are really beginnings and we're going to continue to grow on those but but that was just that's one gesture uh, we've worked with a couple different trainers and in in different processes and uh, part of what I what we as a company want to do is is improve our ability to communicate with our leadership group and if we want rules to be a certain way, we have to model it. We have to demonstrate it. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with communication. So that's a very big agenda going forward. On many, on many levels, on communication. Many levels. And um, it does bring up, we had the art of flourishing, a gentleman who has worked within Eastern and Western philosophies of mindfulness a few weeks ago mm-hmm. on the show. And, and, and he had a client and... He was quoting that client saying, through the work of mindfulness and paying attention, everything you're talking about, it turned from looking to seeing, from eating to tasting, and from listening to hearing. I love that. There you go. We're almost out of time, but I do want to give us a quick two-minute update on what is your favorite produce item right now. (laughs) All right, here you go. Nons carrots. Some people pronounce it as Nantes. It's it's uh, French, N-A-N-T-E-S. Uh, they're uh, carrots that we generally uh, get when they're bunched. <laughs> and there's any number of growers that are doing it right now. It's uh, it's become quite a, a varietal to grow, and it's an incredibly delicious carrot. It's bright orange. It's a little stocky. Sometimes they can be short, but they are packed with flavor and sugar. And this time of year, they're wonderful. Nantes. <laughs> Carrot or Nante carrots, <laughs> and I can I can add to that. Actually, many people don't know that throughout the summer months, like in April, again when the soil warms up and soil microbes and other critters, good and bad, come in, uh, the carrot creates a natural chemical. Mm. And sometimes when we eat carrots from April, May on, all the way into October, November, they have this kind of sweet carrot taste, but there is a slightly you know, I almost want to say like chemically, chemical aftertaste a little bit in it okay. often. It's the natural defense mechanism of the carrot to ward off those pests. Totally fine, totally part of a carrot. The only months where a carrot doesn't need to do it is when the outside temperatures are so cold that there are no critters, which is end of December, January, February, right now, maybe into March. That's why it's so clean. The carrots right now, I can't. I applaud you for bringing that up. I just, two weeks ago, how ridiculous to even mention that on the air, but it is really paying attention. It was the cleanest carrot that I mindfully have ever eaten. It was entirely just like carrot juice with a crunch. It was sweet and yeah. full of flavor, and you could taste the bioflavonoids, and, and that was it. That was to it. It was the purest yeah. carrot taste I've ever had. And I remembered... Um, a, a soil mi- microbial expert two years on the show who said, yeah, January, February, it's the only two months where the carrot doesn't produce that chemical, that, that defense mechanism. Yeah, it's, a, it's the so essence special. of carrot. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, Mother Nature's just blown our mind, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I love that. Brilliant design. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to 30 Years of Leadership. Amazing um, to be a part of that. Thank you for everything that you've taught me. And um, I look forward to the next 30 years. Thanks for coming to the studio. Back at you, man. That's Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce. That's earlsorganic.com in this hour of wisdom of the seasons. A life, indeed, a life built on organic soil. And we are all better for it. Thanks again.
And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you also to our associate producer, Kristen Ponger. An Organic Conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Equal Exchange, a worker-owned cooperative that ensures your food is environmentally sound and socially just. Equal Exchange has been creating big change for small farmers for over 30 years by offering certified organic and fair trade coffee, tea, chocolate, bananas, and avocados. More on Equal Exchange at equalexchange.coop. And Utterly, offering beautiful and fun clothing for boys and girls that is made entirely from the unused fabric of prominent apparel manufacturers. Every garment reduces our eco-footprint by preventing this fabric from reaching the waste stream. Utterly, making sustainability fashionable and fashion sustainable. For more information, utterly.co. Also, Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business. Are you a chef? have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce, anyone can buy directly from Earl's Organic at wholesale prices. The website is earlsorganic.com. And Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine without synthetic sulfites or other preservatives. Family-owned and operated since 1980. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot com. Lastly, thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to anorganicconversation.com or subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you'll never miss an episode. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, find us on Facebook and Instagram at An Organic Conversation and on Twitter at Talk Organic. I'm Helge Helberg, and we'll be back with another great episode right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then.